0: You ever catch up with an old friend over many, many years and just pick up right where you left off? I have this weird thing. I don't know if it's the ADHD or just how, you know, crazy life's demands are, but there's people in my mind that I, I haven't talked to in reality. It's probably 10 plus years. A lot of the guests on the show have, have been that. Um, but in my mind, I've just talked to him like yesterday and I think That's the weird trick that time plays on our brains, that we just, we have all of this time and that we have all of this opportunity. Um, But this week I connected with a buddy of mine, Josh Capes, who we were roommates, um, thick as thieves for a while. And then, you know, life just kinda took us out of that season and into our own way and we lost touch. Um, And we reconnected for reasons that are absurd which is you know true to the relationship of our friendship um so i'm excited for you guys to listen to this conversation and meet my buddy josh but what is happening welcome to the show mr capes
1: up so, man dude it's been years we re- just reconnected what a month month ago man
0: yeah yeah about a month ago well we reconnected a little bit before that and then we re-reconnected about a month ago right gotcha
1: yeah i was trying to um i owed uh one of our old buddies some money and i felt bad because it's been like 11 years so i i was like hey man let me get jeter's number dude
0: <laughs> it was so weird because <laughs> that's I, how
1: we uh reconnected man
0: yeah and then i like got it from like heard the story from both sides and it was the like the funniest like if we had a sitcom of our lives when we lived together this would have been the perfect like reboot episode where it's like "Ah, i can't now they've all gone you know on and lived life i don't know how to get them all back together again it'd be josh capes randomly remembers that (laughs) he he had a debt to someone wants to settle that debt and then the tell me about the conversation between you and Pat because that wasn't just like hey I owed you this money from a while ago I want to give it to you and he was like okay cool you know you, you didn't have to do it but whatever like it was actually kind of crazy
1: yeah it was for sure like I felt bad about it man I was just like it hit me one like at 5am one morning and I was like hey man I gotta get a hold of Jeter dude I don't even have his number anymore so I, that's the day I reached out to you and I was like, Hey, uh, Hey, what's, what's Jeter's number? And you gave it to me. And I think you, uh, at, at first you were like, I think you were like, who's this? Cause I was like, is this Jeff Schroeder? And I spelled your last name. Yes. Like, I've always spelled yeah. it. Um, and then you, cor- you corrected my text. You're like, it's spelled this way. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, then, then that You know, so then we re- reconnected later, but, um, uh, I called Jeter and I was like, or I know I texted him. I was like, Hey man, this is Josh Capes. And you know that he's a good dude. He was just like, Hey, what's up, man? How's this fam been forever? I'm like, I owe you money and I feel bad about it. So let's just square this away. So, um, so then I was like, Hey man, I'll pay you in crypto. Cause I'm a, you know, have invested in crypto for years. And I think that's how people, you know, pay shit like that. So he's like, he's like either he's like, no, I'll take cash. And I'm like dang it I don't want to pay him cash because if I take any more out of my <laughs> uh, if I claim any more of my stuff because it was like December dude yeah. I was like can we wait until January 1st and then I'll give you cash right because <laughs> right. I didn't want a, more of a tax liability so we went back and forth for two more weeks on it and I finally was like alright dude I'll just pay the freaking cash man like it's I owe so your funny. ass like, it's so funny because <laughs> it
0: it's like also yeah, like, I had forgotten about it like it was just gone you know it was just done and uh and then it's like, hey man, can I can I square up with you? Like I feel bad about. It. He's like, sure. And it's like, yeah, but it's got to be in you know. Cri-. He's like,
1: yeah. <laughs> like
0: what? Oh god.
1: <laughs> so he told you. He told you the story, dude.
0: Oh yeah, definitely. And then you told me this. Told you all about I'm that. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, this is yeah. this is hilarious. Um. So it's so funny, man. Let's talk about for the people that don't know you. Um. Let's talk about where did you grow up.
1: So, I grew up everywhere, man. Um, Northern Illinois, southern Wisconsin. Parents divorced. Um, How old? Live with my mom most of my life. When they got divorced? Yeah. How old was I when they got divorced? Okay. Yeah, yeah, Like, pre-birth? Oh, yeah. wow. So, single mom, two older brothers. Um, I was born, and... My dad was, like, kind of doing his own thing for a little bit, bad divorce. So I was a baby. So I didn't really know my parents at all together at all. So, um, so yeah, I just kind of grew up. And I remember one time I was in first grade and all these kids was, like, some family thing. And, like, I'm not even joking. This is a totally true story. Uh, maybe it was kindergarten, but I was very young. And all the kids had all their parents, you know, both their parents go into uh, school together for, like, some type of, like, play or something. And um, I was talking to this this one kid, and and I was like, "Your your dad lives with you." He's like, "Yeah." And I was like, "Holy crap, dude!" Like, and then I talked to the other kid, and I was like, "His dad lives with him. His dad's here." And I remember thinking, like, "Wait, kids don't see their dad on the weekend? Like, what the hell, man?" I literally yeah. remember thinking that because it was just kind of like no one explained anything. It was kind of quiet. So wow, that was interesting. Did that um, open
0: up a conversation about it, like? When did you, when did you and your mom and or dad have that conversation or was it ever spoken or it was just like, this is how it is.
1: I mean, not until I got into like my, um, later my formative years or like, yeah, like, um, it it just wasn't like a dude, there's just not a dialogue our family would have as far as like, you know, like how this all works. And now it's like, you know, it's pretty common uh, but back then it didn't seem as common as it was now but yeah we never really talked about it it's just like kind of like that's how my life rolls not that i remember
0: yeah was your um did your mom ever remarry
1: yeah she got remarried when i was in she's going out of third grade into fourth grade i lived in um rockford initially when I was a kid with my mom and then she had married a tree farmer from a real rural area where we are and um, she was married to him for a few for a few years then got divorced and then ended up living moving back I moved my two older brothers were were like um, already with my dad at that point so I lived with a tree farmer for a few years and then moved in with my dad that he had actually gotten sick of like, terminal cancer when I was, I think, going into sixth grade. And then he only, you know, he lived a few years, died when he was 38. No shit. Wow. Lymphoma, man. All kinds of stuff going on. Wow. Which is, that's how old I am now, 38. It's crazy.
0: Does Does that mess with you?
1: No, not at all anymore, dude. No? Not even close now. It messes with, it messes with me before my 38th birthday because that's the year he died so that was like a very 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 strange time I was scared of it and then I just then my 38th birthday came and went last December and I was like okay we're good but as far as like you know I view life in a different way yeah Um, I don't know I'm a very like esoteric uh, I I study the esoteric my old belief system that I used to have would have uh made it more sad or upsetting but now i have a different understanding of like what all of this is um at least i think i do i don't die on hills anymore because i don't really know anything but um what as far as what all of this is it's it's completely changed
0: what what do you mean what is esoteric i'm not familiar with that
1: so it's like hidden knowledge like hidden understanding it's not like it's not like a common knowledge right so like in a
0: mystical way
1: if you go to um you know common knowledge yeah yeah absolutely like um you know even like our understanding of jesus or like muhammad or like even buddha our very very basic understanding of 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 these figures is very normy, uh you know very fundamental like let's take jesus because he's like probably the most popular um out of those three um at least you know where we're at right now in this part of the country, um, but I would say it's very, very common knowledge to be like okay, Jesus, you know, was born lived till 33 um, died and rose again, right? So that stuff is very common knowledge the esoteric aspects of Jesus, which uh, are, are pretty amazing and actually makes me appreciate them more, goes so deep and blows your mind a little bit and it's all hidden because we're not supposed to know these things. So that's more of like what uh, I'm referring to by esoteric.
0: Okay. But if it's hidden and we're not supposed to know, how do we find, or, or is it hidden We're we're supposed to seek it?
1: Yeah. I'm not saying you shouldn't know, like we're not supposed to. Yeah. There's yeah. A, yeah. A yeah, yeah. Conspiracy. It's more of like, it's, it's more of like, um, if you go into Not to the naked eye and people are like, um, correct. Yeah. Those with eye, you know, eyes to see and ears to hear like, or like, um, you know, things like that. If you go to, into any normal church in your town, my town, any town, and you brought up some of the shit that I've actually learned, they're going to think you're a heretic, which is a great word, by the way, it just means free thinker. So I'm a heretic dude.
0: Yeah. I guess then I'm a heretic, uh, which is fine. Um. So let's let's go back because I feel <laughs> like I feel like this is you know kind of a newer or within the last you know few years since we've talked. I do want to kind of yeah, roadmap yeah. it up because I remember um, you telling me a story about playing your dad's guitar or like finding your dad's guitar in the in the closet. Oh.
1: Yeah, dude, that's funny. You remember that? So. So yeah, when I was a kid, I was probably like nine years old. My dad was a scary dude, man. Um, he would not—he didn't play around. You did exactly what he said. He was very authoritarian, um, and you would what live you under his tyranny. Job? What if was you his did that. like? So he—he he actually owned a mobile home repair business. Okay, that he started when he dropped out of high school.
0: So very yeah. hands on, um, very like yeah, my dad of the grew the trades.
1: Grew up. Yeah, yeah. Very smart, very hands on, very charismatic, um, handsome guy. Uh, he, uh, yeah, dude. He dropped out of high school. Uh, I think like freshman or sophomore year, and just went to work and had a decent business. And uh, my whole family worked for him at one point. But uh, I grew up cleaning out. You know like cleaning up jobs at mobile homes dude like that was my yeah. like summers man yeah. um but uh but but yeah so my dad didn't play around man he was a tough dude uh tough dude and uh you weren't allowed to go in his room really um so i remember i heard one of my brothers told me he's like dude dad has a guitar in his in his <laughs> closet and i'm like no shit because i was i've always had a fascination with, with guitars but i'm serious man i was like um i was like no no way dude so i go into his bedroom when he wasn't there and i looked in there and i actually um snuck the guitar which had i I had some huge balls for doing that uh, at the time and i but it was worth it to me to see this guitar because i heard about it so i go in there and i freaking and i'm messing with it and my dad i got kind of carried away and my dad came home and um, i was like i'm dead i I, there there was no escape so he walks in his room he sees me jacking with his guitar and i thought it was over and uh He's like, and he actually was like, "Hey, let me let me show you a song." So then he, he started playing wow. 25 or Six to 4 by Chicago, and I was like, "That's you're awesome. so good!" You're <laughs> and he actually gave me that guitar. He gave me that guitar. I still have it. Wow. Yeah. yeah, dude. He actually gave it to me, so I still have it in my music room right now.
0: It's funny, like the best times in life are when you it's you're certain it. it's gonna go like one way, and then it just like that dude. That, core moment you know like core memory <laughs> moment you know it's like because had he lost his shit it probably wouldn't have been a memory even it would have just been like yeah one time i got my dad's guitar and he went fucking crazy like yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> but this is like, that's a, yeah my that's dad would be some ass so i'm serious man
0: yeah did you here's it's a good memory man it's like for, for you no it's a great memory here's a question for you as a parent you have two kids um two
1: and a stepdaughter. I uh, three and a
0: stepdaughter? Okay, I, yeah, 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 I have yeah. Uh, three of us. Yep. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. but she's like my daughter, so I just say three. Of yeah. course.
0: yeah, 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 yeah. okay, you have three kids. When you're parenting, do you you probably don't use the same philosophy that your parents or dad used with with raising you. Am I correct in assuming that?
1: hundred percent dude we're not authoritarian man we love right. mistakes
0: but do you hear that in your mind when you're parenting
1: oh yeah dude, the screaming it's like a loud noise man for sure yeah. I do. but i uh i used to i used to more act on it as far as like never with anything physical but more of um just like i'm the authority right. i'm the boss you're a child and i've Dude, I moved away from that. I ran away from it years ago, man. It's just doesn't, it's not effective.
0: That's been a struggle for me with uh, my middle kid, Oliver. He's because he's me, you know, he just like is rambunctious. He's like full of light. Like he'll have everybody sit down and put on a concert. Like that's the shit that I used to do when I was, you know, when I was that age. But on the flip side, like he's just so defiant. And he'll do shit like, you know, if you tell him not to, he's automatically going to do it and you can predict and it's totally normal behavior. But, you know, there's this I fight this urge to like, you know, hey, because I said it, do it now. Stop, you know, like that authoritarian that you're talking about. Like, I, that's a that's a huge battle yeah. for me. And because I hear like my parents in my head, like, Dude. I'll give you something to cry about.
1: Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. I mean, like you, you remember when uh, back you and I are old enough to know this. Remember normal TV, dude? Like when you yeah. didn't have cable and stuff. Um, you and I. I, I mean, I, I didn't have cable, dude. You probably didn't have cable either. We're, no. uh, you know, um, old enough to probably remember all this shit. But you, you know, when like the, when we the got last, cable. like if you stay up super late. Oh, you did. You do. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. But what were you gonna say? Would you stay up super late?
1: Yeah, and then the fuzz comes on. You know what I'm saying? Or you hit a wrong yep. channel and the fuzz comes on, right? You remember that? Oh, yeah. That's what is in my head as a parent yeah. like sometimes when it's like, it's the unalignment of of um, of your, of like where you don't want to go, at, but mixed with I have to do something about this situation that we have. So it's like it's the black and white fuzz that's fighting, right? That's yeah. kind of how I view it. Um, it's not just black or white. It's like a battle. So me and Ashley came up with one rule and we only have one rule, dude. We have one rule in our house. That's it. What's the rule? And that rule is don't just don't lie to us. Everything else, man, they can fuck up as much as they, they need to because they're old enough now. But when they were younger, you have to be more like, Hey, the rule is don't run in the street right because it right. will, right, will take them into the street to get by a car but but now they're old enough to know that the basics so it's like we have one rule dude don't lie that's it Yeah, and everything else you can mess up as many times as you need to
0: it's funny because I, I had that, that so, exact
1: conversation with Vaughn
0: it was like you know I don't ever want you to, to put you in a position where you feel like you have to lie to me so don't you know you can tell me anything yeah. I can promise you that I'm never going to harm you and I'm never going to like blow my stack, but like, yeah. I'll be mad. I'll be disappointed. Sure. Like if it's, you know, but don't ever, like you can always trust me to talk to me and you know, I will not know whether or not he does tell me everything for another probably 15, 20 years until he's older, sitting around being like, you know, remember that time <laughs> ketamine in high school? Like what? Um, but, I mean... <laughs> what, the, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> right. You got to lay the foundation and, you know, <laughs> at least make it available. I mean, it's crazy. I talk to a lot of people that have older kids, and you have a, a teenager. And they're like, "I dude, I can't talk to my kid. I don't know how to talk to my kid. And Vaughn and I, luckily, we haven't had that issue. And I think mainly because, like, he has been away from me for so long that it's it's i've never approached it as like dude you'll be grounded like i can't ground him from anything so it's like all i can do is give you advice yeah and that's it man
1: dude yeah i know that i know exactly the same thing man Uh, my oldest daughter listens to her mom so when she comes over and she messes up or something it's not like you're grounded the whole weekend so i'm not gonna hang out with you or talk you know you gotta go to your room and then now you go home it's like dude i'm trying to hang out right right yeah i'm just trying to hang out yeah so but like i'll yeah go ahead
0: i was gonna i was gonna go back to the to the storyline here because i'm trying to lead up to when you and i met which you were in high school um so your mom you go and live with your dad how old were you when you went and lived with your dad
1: so I was in sixth. I was going into sixth grade. with my dad, he was super, super sick, dude. The whole time, he was thirty-five when he got diagnosed with, with uh, all you know, all types of cancers, and uh, brains, brain cancer, lung cancer, lymph node cancer. It was everywhere. Wow. So like, I lived with him from sixth grade on, and then he died at the end of eighth grade, and then I had to move back with my mom. Oh, wow. Um, and I started high school at uh, you know. But the high school I went to, so uh, where did you, so where yeah, did you man. go? And then you, and then I went school to
0: school where you lived with your
1: dad all over, dude. I, my, I finished high school obviously, like, or let me say it like this the last school I went to was my high school before you know that I graduated from there, and I was there the whole time. But I, that was my 11th school. I went, to Wow, so many schools growing up, yeah. So my dad was sick, and crazy shit happened. The whole that whole situation. He was got a divorce during that time and married someone else. So he ended up, um, like, moving all the time with me and my brothers. Yeah. So we, I, yeah, we were everywhere, dude. It was crazy.
0: Were you and your brothers really close? Did it like bring you guys together?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, super close. Oh, yeah. I mean, they kicked my ass all the time, but they were my brothers, man. We were super yeah. close, for sure.
0: Yeah, like that kind of, uh, that's kind of the static. You know, the, the brothers are, are what stay, you know, the same while everything, yeah. the adults are like playing mm-hmm. musical chairs and shit, you know. Um, so you go into high <laughs> school, you go, you go into Hananiga High School, What was that like? Like, what was freshman year Josh Capes like?
1: So, that's a crazy school, man. I mean, it's way bigger now, but back then it was pretty fucking big, dude. I had like 480 kids in my graduating class, and I was new at the school, didn't know many people, knew a few people, um, and it was fun, man. I lived it up in high school. I had a great time as far as like, because I'm getting older. I freaking just want to do my thing. I was like out of my, you know, my dad had passed away. It sucked, but he was also a hard dude, man. He was a hard dude. So like it was almost like I had this freedom, essentially. That sounds really weird, but uh, I had this freedom to just, you know, like kind of just like be myself and be wild. And I was I was pretty pretty wild in high school, man, for sure. Yeah, did a lot of when crazy. When did shit. you?
0: when did you start um how did you start going to the church that we met at in high school <laughs> i know it was to meet chicks oh, dude. i know it was to meet chicks
1: girls man girls yeah. dude it was all yeah. about the ladies man for sure like there's a lot of there's a lot of hot chicks there man for sure as you're a young guy um <laughs> you know but yeah it was all and they were from all the 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 whole conference of chicks it wasn't like just your school it was like every school so uh that's why i went and then um yeah they pulled (laughs) oh bro that's how they pulled you in man yeah and then it was like the whole i'll pull you in with i'll pull you in with your dude you're an influence and you're this amazing person and this and then they pull your ass in dude and they they make you think i'm fucking awesome yeah dude i am i'm I'm influential. I'm a leader. And then you know what happens from there. But also it's
0: like I'm a part of something and I'm important to this thing. And as a kid, as like a young adult, like that is a very powerful that's a very powerful thing to promote, you know? Like how many people did you meet at that time that were like gonna be pastors? who are now
1: everybody was trying to be a pastor dude oh geez oh my gosh that that made it through maybe a decade and a half or a few decades or geez yeah like there's not i mean as far as the people i know they're a lot people are bitter dude it's not even oh, like yeah. I'm in the ministry it's like i'm so far away from it it's over like i'm done yeah like i'm right. either agnostic or like i'm i'm into like all this crazy you know this not crazy pretty crazy shit as far as like what most people think, but I think is fascinating. Um, I'll sum it up in this one story, Jeff. Okay. You were my small group leader. And you, if you remember at the time I was, um, I was going to jail. Remember this? I do. Remember how like I stole beer out of, yeah, I stole beer out of someone's garage and I got caught by the cops and they got me like class one felony, residential burglary and I was on my way to jail. But funny story, dude, beyond that. Like, I'll sum it up like this, man. Um, I was, like, viewed as, like, this guy who was influential at my school and all this stuff. And uh, there was a bunch of buddies in there that were also kind of, you know, being told the same thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to a small group. I'm going to hang out, dude. But I'm also going to have some drinks and hang out with girls and stuff. So I got hammered one night um, at, a, at, like, some high school party. And then my small group leader, not you, but, um, uh, I don't know. Should I drop a name, dude? Should I just drop a name?
0: It's up to you. I mean, it's a free
1: world. Ah, uh, I'll leave them out of it. I'll leave them out of it, dude. So one guy who works at a, at the largest church in the whole country, uh, he heard that I got hammered and he told my buddies, Jason Peterson and a few other guys they are like, dude, stay away from capes. He's a bad influence wow like, he's just bad because i got i got drunk at a party so and then um peterson was like no man like he's like one of my best friends like who cares right it's like whatever but like i was ostracized because i got drunk yeah like, i was literally like set aside because of that as a high school that's teenager. crazy man that's that sums the whole experience up and as a high school teenager in yeah a i was school like that 16, i can only
0: describe 16. as like friday night lights for real like Hananiga high school yeah a lot of the nickname but Hananiga specifically was like football was a big deal dude yeah and like partying with football players you know the football player parties yeah dude that's nuts and when you were oh yeah that's what it was all
1: about i mean that's it was fun
0: yeah right when you were getting busted and you uh, came to me to talk to me about it, what did I tell you? What advice did I give you?
1: Bro, it's been so long, man. You got to you gotta remind to I believe me, I said, I remember having conversations. You're not going to go to prison.
0: Sure. They're trying to scare you. You have no yes, prior offenses. Yes. I'm like, do not stress about this. You're not going to prison. I swear to God. Because you were freaking <laughs> out,
1: it worked. So my like... lawyer had called, dude. Yeah, man, it was crazy. I because uh, I went to jail for a little while, and my friends bailed me out. And then, um, and I'm like a high schooler, I'm 17, dude. So it was crazy, man. I thought my lawyer had talked to my mom and was like, "Hey, your son's gonna have at least two years of DOC." department of corrections and my mom's freaking out and i'm freaking out i'm thinking dude i'm gonna move to mexico
0: yeah i'm like there's no there's no way i'm doing doing this yeah no uh but you didn't thank god and uh i mean that would have changed the trajectory of your life it didn't it was close i mean i think about that a lot i was i was it did still i mean yeah definitely
1: Yeah, dude, it still did change the trajectory a little bit. Trajectory. Um, I was on probation for, I was supposed to be on it for five years. I got two and a half. Um, I I went to school in San Diego. I had to get permission to like, I have so many crazy stories about that situation, but um, I couldn't leave the country and we were supposed to do a class trip to Mexico. So I had to stay with these mountain people for like two weeks. and I didn't know any of them, but I stayed with them and it was awesome, man. It was crazy what we did. Uh, Just traveling all over California. Just because there was nowhere else for me to go.
0: Yeah. This is after high school?
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is like, so I went through high school. I was on probation. I had to, like, you know, totally be, like, um, I didn't end up going to jail. I did some plea bargain. And I ended up um, just being on probation and, you know, doing that whole being in the system, it really sucked. So it ruined the rest of my high school career. So then I ended up going to master's commission in San Diego. um, Again, for all the wrong reasons, just like going to church. Um, And I ended up getting permission from the state of Illinois to go there, but I couldn't leave the state or the country. So um, I ended up having to hang out with some mountain people for like a couple weeks during my you know um when i actually everyone had the whole school had left to go to mexico so i ended up they ended up setting me up with these, these people in the mountains for like a few weeks and it was awesome it was the coolest two weeks ever
0: that's awesome so so then you come back to illinois what brought you back to illinois Just family.
1: So I was supposed to go back to my. So I I went back. Yeah. I went back just for like the summer. Um, and I started dating the most attractive girl I've ever met in my life, hands down. Um, her name's Ashley. And I was supposed to go back to school, and I decided I would rather date Ashley. And I stayed because of her. Literally, that was the only reason I stayed. I, I, school was even paid for I had everything set up and I was like the, two weeks before school I'm like no nah, I'm staying man got this wow. super hot girlfriend and um and now she's my wife
0: <laughs> yeah this is nuts that's awesome but it wasn't like that's not the end of the story you guys dated and then
1: no no yeah the, you dated I I broke up with her I was the only guy that ever broke up with her her entire life literally and uh it just bugged her for years dude like years and we'd meet up every once in a while and kind of rehash the past and it wasn't the right time um yeah man and then like all my 20s were pretty wild we're you know you you know we were roommates all the crazy sure. shit we used to yeah. do which was fun as hell but never do it again We reconnected. So when you and I were roommates, <laughs> um, all the wild shit was going on, and I met Ashley. Uh, we met back up, and in, in 2010, and then we just like literally got married. Oh, I'm sorry. I was sorry. It wasn't It was 2011. So we we met up in May. I tried to get back with her. She rejected me totally, and then we ended up getting connecting a few months later. We started dating July 26th, and then we actually got married six weeks later.
0: Wow! I remember that. I remember so that's crazy. You calling crazy. Yeah, and saying married. like, "Getting married." Who who took it the the? Yeah, dude, it was out of nowhere. Wildest of the people you told.
1: Oh, I had a couple buddies, man. A yeah, couple buddies. That were like, don't, this is crazy. Like, you shouldn't do it. I thought my mom would be upset because, like, it was literally out of nowhere. Um, But she was like, yeah, do whatever settles this crazy, crazy dude down. Um, (laughs) She was for it. So, so we went to the, yeah, we went to the courthouse and got married September 2nd. So it'll be 11 years this year, man.
0: That's awesome. 2011. That's awesome. Um, Crazy. And that, and that goes to show that, like, you know, there is no formula to it. There is no, like, long engagement, short engagement. Like, you know, when you know, um, you know, and you know.
1: Dude, I, I'm telling you this, man. Like, I knew it because, like, I was, like, never been so attracted to a woman in my life as much as her, like, she's just beautiful she's a sweet person she's a a really like legit human she's just a good person right and then um, so I was like yeah this is it I'm gonna get married and I got married And and then I went fucking crazy like I was like oh my gosh dude I need to stop okay I'm done drinking I'm done being you know wild and crazy and I freaking went hardcore like um boring man like fundamentalist boring, i remember because getting a call from you was on the like, 92 yeah. bus bro
0: yeah i was like getting on the bus and you were like and it was sincere like i don't take it i didn't take it anyway but you were like i yeah, was just yeah. thinking about you i'm know, like i don't want you to go to hell dude and i was like it, it, it was sweet because that did know, i say i, I probably it, did yeah. say that
1: dude
0: yeah you were like you know you 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 were like i just want you to like you know I just don't want you to go to hell you know like and i was like all right cool i don't want you to either you know (laughs) and i remember like i think that was one of the last times we talked because i was like i i can't be around that world like that that gives me such anxiety and like yeah and i've worked through a lot of it you know i I don't get like now when people are like you know i'm praying for you it's like cool i take that as like awesome you know as i am you i
1: appreciate that
0: Yeah. You know, but yeah, but like I remember thinking like he was off the deep end, he's gone. And so what uh yeah, what I was, dude. What changed that? Like what got you out of that?
1: Well, let me back up. I'll bet even back up just a little bit. So I was so wild and freaking crazy, dude, that I was like, Okay, I have a wife I need to take care of her. I have a stepdaughter now who is three and I got fucking scared. I was like, full of anxiety. I'm like, I, this is all on me. I got to figure it out. And I'm that personality where I'm a, like, I'm a crazy, like all or nothing. That's how I roll. Oh yeah. So I quit drinking and I started, I was like, we're going, we're going to church. We're doing all this stuff and the amount of like, s- like, a, like a self-worth that happened over these years just deteriorated. I fucking hated my life. Um, I was just trying really hard to be a good dude. Like, yeah. dude, I'm Jeff. I'm just trying to be a good dude. That's all I wanted to do. And it doesn't work. It's impossible to be the good dude. Right. So, um, so what happened was I go through this. Ashley looks at me after years of being married to me. And she's like, you used to be so much fun and cool. She's like, you're so lame. She actually told me that. She's like, you're so boring. It's <laughs> like, whatever happened to this cool, fun person? You know, um, she's like, you're so lame. And I I was like, I was like, I'm just trying to be, you know, just trying to be a provider and all this stuff. So what changed everything for me, which was like the greatest and worst moment of my life. 2011, man, I'm just I'm sorry. 2011. Uh, 2019, I'm working my ass off. I own a business. I've been working my ass off for years. Working like, starting at seven, get done at eight or nine p.m. Seven in the morning to eight or nine p.m. Um, for years, dude. I'm just making money and busting ass. And uh, me and Ashley go on our anniversary trip, and it was terrible. Fifth our, uh, what year would that be? 8th eighth an- eighth anniversary right we go out of town and it was terrible it was just terrible like it was, we had the worst time um and like I'm just miserable with
0: each other so like you guys weren't like vibing with each other
1: uh, yeah yeah. oh yeah we were, we're not good dude we were not good at all man I thought I thought you'd probably you know we. Were, I thought it, there could be a small chance that it may not you know work between us for a little bit there like it was just bad it was the worst as bad as it can be so i'm all insecure about it she's she's not happy it's obvious she's not happy i'm not happy um i'm stressed out work's going just kicking my ass um and i and then so now in december so that trip was in september october november sucks now it's december and um i'm just working my ass off and and i told her i was like just give me two more weeks to finish to finish this project i'm working on I'm like so. Pretty much what I told her is, "Hey, let's uh, let's address our problems in two weeks. I don't have enough time for you, right?" Ooh, so yeah, that's literally what I said. But I was sincerely like, "Yeah, that's what I just trying said to keep your head above water." Because I'm such a dumbass that I didn't see it. So yeah, just trying to just trying to trying to breathe, dude. Um. So all of a sudden, dude, I, December 16th of that year, I start uh, start feeling really, really, really. Like something's wrong, like physically. And I'm like, what the hell is wrong? Because now I'm done with the project. Me and Ashley are hanging out. And I'm trying to enjoy my life. Um, I took the rest of your off. And I'm like, something physical is really, really wrong with me. So I ended up um, going to the doctor. And I'll just I'll just tell you, this is a huge issue that actually needs some freaking attention for, for males. Um, so I couldn't take, like I had trouble taking a leak, dude. Like mm. I had trouble, like, um, yeah, like you have to take a leak more than you ever had to, but you, it's like it's it's not really working. It's like it's like a, a severe. It felt like a severe, like, um, like UTI or something. So I ended up going to the doctor, and they're like, "Yeah, dude, you're everything's clean, man. There's nothing wrong." And I'm like, "What? Tell so me like, what the fuck is this, dude?" And I'm now now it's like I'm starting to get scared, and I'm like, I start googling researching worse and than then I find like the most terrifying sh- yeah for sure but that's how I that's you know that's what I have done in the past with everything so I find the most yeah <laughs> I find the most terrifying thing that it could be ended up being that dude so <laughs> it's like a it's like a chronic pain condition um it's called male pelvic or it's called uh chronic pelvic pain syndrome women have the same thing just in a different version it usually goes like under like um, like interstitial cystitis or like it's really 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 bad pain disorders that help it happen like in the pelvic area right so um I'm like I'm like reading blogs people kill themselves they freaking uh people like, the you pain? Know, I'm telling you. people like literally well fucking yeah dude it's so bad and it doesn't relent. It doesn't go away. It's not. It's not. It doesn't come in waves. It's at a ten, a hundred percent of the time. You can't sleep. Um, so I'm like, holy shit, dude. Like I and I went to the doctor, and the doctor, I was like, he was telling me, he's like, he's like, he's like, if he, I asked him about that specifically, he's like, he actually told me it was a curse. It's like a med- medieval disease that's like a curse. He's like, it's wow. it's terrible. It freaked me the fuck out so i went so after he said that i like went downhill dude so i'm trying to work on my marriage at this time but that's not happening because like now um i'm in so much pain and i'm so depressed because i have no qual. like my quality of life went from being like mediocre to like zero within like a wow. week because now i was stressed out so um i'm like reading blogs i'm like watching videos and i'm like getting more depressed because Dude, there's people I've read on blogs that have it for 30 years, and it just doesn't go away. And then, you know, I read stuff about people's fucking kill themselves, like all this shit because there's no cure for it. There's absolutely no cure. Um, So I'm like, holy shit. Now this is December, and now we're getting into 2020. COVID happens. I'm not even fucking concerned about COVID, dude, just because like I'm so miserable. Yeah. Um, It's just... It's just bad, dude. Like, bad, bad. Like, all I want to do is leave the world. I don't even want to be here. It's so mentally, emotionally, and physically painful. I, like, lost my I, I lost my fucking mind, dude. So I started all these alternative therapies. Like, I took off the whole quarter of... First quarter of 2020. And I start experimenting with all this shit. Like, all this stuff, dude, to try to fix it. Um, I'm taking crazy shit. Ashley thinks I'm going to... I'm gonna die because, like, I'm doing just crazy shit. Um, like prescribed also, like, crazy these, like, shit, craziest, like Trazodone
0: you know, and all that stuff?
1: No, even cra- crazier than that, dude. Wow. So, I, um, like, I, 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 was, I went to the doctor and they're like, it could be, like, a parasite, and I'm like, what? So, I end up, like, you know, take, I end up hiring this doctor from, like, Panama to, like, give me, a, like, a a protocol for taking like what's that what's it called um uh ah, what's that one
0: dmt I can't,
1: I can't think of it but it's a no it was like a uh it's like an essential oil but it's not it's like um it's like pine oil what is that shit, man that people used to take back in the day ah, i can't I'll, I'll if i think about it I'll, I'll bring it up but if i if i said it you'd probably be like holy shit you're crazy but so I ended up doing all this crazy shit nothing was working nothing was working fast forward dude my life's over right my life's done I think Ash is gonna leave me I think you know just cause I'm such a miserable mess. fast forward to June of 2020 my life's over literally believe it uh, there's no hope I don't know how my life the rest of my life's gonna be it's bad and I had a thought come on my head dude and it was um, I was in my garage that thought was this You've been a Christian, you know, for a long time, or all your life, or whatever, or tried to be, and you have nothing. You have you possess no tools to fix your life. Yeah, and that's exactly what I said. You you've been a Christian your whole life, but yet you have no tools to fix your life right now. And I was like, holy shoot, you know. Uh, so then my brother texted me a video from Greg Braden. Everyone should watch it. It'll change your life. Um, it's called the Divine Matrix. He texted me that video, and I watched it. And then I and then he sent me another one by Neville Goddard, the, the Feeling is a Secret. Everyone should watch those two videos, but um, it changed my life, dude. Totally changed my life. And I realized life. that I'm not a victim to like all this stuff. Like, Well, I realized I'm not a victim, um, that I'm not a wretch. I'm not a horrible sinner. All these different things that I've been told my whole life. And that there's so much more than what we've actually been told as far as, like, growing up in Western Christian Christian America, that we are extremely fucking powerful people. Extremely. Um, like, so much so that you don't necessarily need to... Now, this isn't medical advice, <laughs> but you don't need um, a practitioner to fix you. You have all the tools to yourself to fix yourself. Um, you can heal yourself. You can manifest anything that you want. And I was like, holy shit. It was a first gleam of hope that I had and I knew nothing about it. So, and that this is all information in these videos. Um, And I was like, I don't know, I have nothing to lose. So I'm going to try it. So I started meditating like hardcore, dude. I took out everything I ever believed in. I threw it to the side. And I was like, I'm going to try meditation. I'm going to try getting out of my head. I'm going to try now, like all these different things.
0: When you say meditation, so, I, yeah, go ahead. Let me clarify. When you say meditation, what is that? Cuz to me meditation is like just sitting and thinking about one word until everything else is kind of in the peripheral. Like what well, how do you what's your process sure, for meditation? Yeah.
1: So it depends. I have different meditations for different things. Um I've got a med- I've got meditations for like if I have like okay I have a goal or something I want to I want to accomplish then I'll do like a uh, meditation that's more of like a manifestation meditation. Right? I will like if you if you are familiar with Neville Goddard, maybe you're not, but that guy Not at all. Um uh, he was like a, a he manifested. Yeah, so Neville Goddard is a guy who uh who essentially made anything happen that he wanted to sounds so fucking woo woo, guys. But like seriously, like this is it's real, and I'll explain why in a minute. Uh, like if I want to, well, he he had the lecture. The feeling is the secret. Also, a book. And in is that, that where the, he would the say secret? That, you know, the Bible talks about like uh...
0: that. Like that secret. Yeah, it's 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 okay. mine.
1: It's hard. Oh, dude, the secret is so generic. It's like the uh, it's like the it's very generic it has some good good points to it but it's very generic um, we're we're talking about like digging down deep inside of like the what the, is actually going on yeah on but i'm saying basis. like that's not like, the
0: guy that wrote the secret the secret is kind of like a ripoff no, of
1: this no. guy correct neville goddard is like uh 40s and 50s he was doing this these lectures um, wow and so long story short if you get yourself into a meditative state, you know, into like theta, right? Um, you're, you're like, you're almost half asleep. And this takes a lot of practice. Then what you do is you create an intention. So it's like, okay, this is my intention. I want to heal myself. I want to feel better. And then you, then while you're in that state, you end up creating an emotion to where you're, you you're so... Like, you feel it as if it's actually happened already. Or you feel it like it's actually happening, right? And then, so that's your, that's your heart. And then your mind is in the state of, in the theta state. And it's called heart-to-brain coherence. It's actually scientific. And then that's when shit happens. It's true. It's absolutely wow. true. Um, so that's, that's one form of meditation. Another form would be just like... You know, um, that's more more the intentional. Sometimes I'll just get out of my head and I'll just sit there and I'll just uh, think of things I'm grateful for and just really just clear my mind of every all the noise. Um, that's one. There's transcendental meditation. There's Joe Dispenza meditation, which is um, uh, connecting all your chakras. And then, um, what you is know,
0: transcendental meditation? I've heard power that before. Within. That's what uh, Bruce Lee was doing so, when
1: he. yeah you remember the transcendentalists like the uh ralph waldo emerson and all those guys yeah you remember that like the uh walden pond all that stuff those guys were like into that i'm not i've never done transcendental i just know about like i know that it exists and it's very very popular um but i i'm I'm not really familiar with that i'm I'm a huge fan of like joe dispenza who was a doctor that actually has data on meditation with brain scans and many people are healed of everything you can think of when they do as me- like they do meditations um like almost like benny Hinn shit but real right like people are actually healed of like peril paraly- joe dispenza got hit by a truck when he was 20 was paralyzed he broke eight vertebrae, and meditated himself to full health within eight weeks or 12 weeks
0: where can I find so knows, information on it? it? Like, is that, is that, is it a pr- pretty, like, widely known thing?
1: It's very popular, widely known. I don't know if humanity has fully gotten to the place to where it's it's mainstream. Um, but Joe Dispenza changed my life, man, by med- doing his specific meditations. Um, Google it. You could go on YouTube and look yeah, at meditations. I'll um, definitely check but it meditation, out. meditation, dude. I'll post some
0: links on the on the episode.
1: Yeah, dude. I'll, I'll put. I'll, I'll send you a few links to meditations and stuff. But in his story, but long story short, um, I tried everything, and I started meditating, and I started to feel better. And I was like, "Holy shit, dude! This is like this is crazy. I'm feeling better." And then, um. And then I started feeling even more better, and then my life started getting better, because I you have to think back then like I took off all the time from work to just fix myself. Like I would study, you know, PubMed and all these different things, um, case studies for like I did it for like a year, year and a half. Um, and so I was just trying to fix myself, so because otherwise I'm like I'm gonna freaking die of this shit in 30 years or something. I'm gonna hate my life. So, but I'm I'm not that guy. Like I'm gonna fix it. I'm gonna figure it out. It's how my brain works, um, and I did. So through all this stuff, and then learning Dr. Sarno, he's a doctor who came up with TMS, uh, the the theory of it, tension um, myositis syndrome, without necessarily being you know diagnosed being diagnosed with like a these these chronic pain issues, just understanding that there's all this trauma that happens in life and meditation and all this stuff it'll fix it the dude's really healed he's got like a 90 98 heal ratio with wow. back, with uh people that need back surgeries
0: when i have heard the that trauma lives that in the have body. back surgeries like trauma is stored in the body physically stays in cells yeah
1: yeah i mean I, I, that makes
0: sense to me like i'm um, I, I don't know anything about it but I, like when they talk about frequency and vibration and meditation and you know energy like that makes sense to me sure why not i believe that more than you know the 20 prescription drugs that these elderly people are reading off to me you know every day Mm -hmm. like you know what i mean like
1: well so here's the thing back surgeries right like you got all your back surgeries that happen it's a billion billion like billions of dollar market right just for the surgeries, then you got the drugs. That's billions of dollars, and it's super profitable. The thing is, what you have to understand is, like only one percent of all back surgeries are are uh, are long term, keep you uh, you know um, away from being in pain. Right? They're successful. One wow. percent, Sh- Doctor Doctor John Sarno, his work. He's he had a ninety eight percent heal ratio. So. Just by understanding, like, so mixing all these Neville Goddard, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Sarno, <clears throat> totally healed. dude. How did you and hear this about these people? Heal. You have to understand it. So honestly, for my older brother, man, he, yeah. he was kind of on this journey before me, Rodney. He was on this journey before me and he, just, he knew I was in a bad place. So he sent me some stuff and then I just grasped onto it, dude. I gave up all my fundamental beliefs. Because they were never, they were not useful. They actually created most of the problems that I had, the trauma and shit. Um, and uh, and then I just, I just went for it, dude. I just believed it, and I, I, I want you to really understand this one point: people do not heal from the shit I was diagnosed with. Does yeah. not happen. Okay, that's like saying it's, it's the equivalent of saying you have inoperable brain tumor and you have three months to live and now you don't. That's the equivalent. Yeah. Okay? Because this shit is, this just does not go away. Wow. So, that's, so, it changed, dude, it literally, we, this whole thing rewired my brain, man. It made me, um, I'm so much happier. I, I, I'm so more like compassionate my wife and I have the best relationship in the world uh, because, you know, when I was giving up my fundamental beliefs right before that, Ashley came out and just scripts. Like, I don't believe any of it. I don't believe nothing. And I was like, why did you tell me? Dude, the whole time we were married, she just faked it. I was like, why did you say yeah. anything? She's like, because I didn't think you want to be with me. And I'm like, I don't I don't care. Like, I love you. It's all good. So. Yeah, man. Yeah. I mean, um, it, it's. But it, dude, it, it really like, rewired my brain. It changed me.
0: So, I have so many questions. So, now with your happiness, where does that, where does your happiness come from? Mindfulness, gratitude?
1: Well, it, yeah, it comes from here, bro. When you're in a hole, okay, like you're in a hole, you're at the rock bottom of your life. And if you can, if you are, if you can figure out how to be, to have gratitude, that's that's when like you realize that circumstances don't make you happy or sad like they're not your like circumstances have no power or jurisdiction over any of of your of like how you feel okay so i used to meditate in the woods um and i was in pain i was in a lot of pain i was very 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 discouraged and i would literally meditate and i would just be like what am i I think about my wife. I think about my kids, I think about, you know, people that I love. I think about I live in a nice house, you know, um, successful. Like there's all these different things like I would just be grateful for that. I just didn't, you know, that everyone takes for granted. Like I took my wife for granted for years. I, I was always happy to be married to her, but I wasn't like, like I didn't have gratitude that I got to marry her or that I got. I had gratitude that I had these awesome children that I have. Um, but when you're in a hole. Right, and you think it's over, and if you can grasp on that, that gratitude and sincerely have gratitude. Not just like I'm yeah. supposed to have gratitude, so I'm grateful for, I'm thankful for it's like you are gra- you dude, you're as grateful as if you just like someone just gave you ten million dollars. Like you feel it, it's real. So when you're in a yeah. hole and you can attain that, that's when shit changes, dude. It has nothing to do with circumstances at all. And that's what i got I out of this yeah is I agree with that. That.
0: are you uh did you ever get into any of the stoics like any of the the marcus aurelius uh those guys
1: i so i have i, I bought marcus aurelius's book what's it called again uh i haven't read it yet i just bought it um oh, what's a book? dude? This is one of those most popular writings that's published. I can't remember, but it's just, it's, um, I just recently bought that and I haven't had a chance. I read the introduction. But, um, but no, I haven't gotten much of that. I was more interested in Buddha. Uh, sure. Where Jesus actually, what he, what he did for a long time. Right? Like, where was he from? What was it? 10 or 12 to 30? um, And there's some interesting information on that lot, I studied the hell out of it, um, Jesus and the Essenes is a great book by Dolores Cannon, uh, John the Baptist and Jesus were most likely Essenes, E S C E N E S. and that's, and they were a, uh, a Gnostic group in ancient, in, in ancient Israel, and they were all about some really cool esoteric, there's that word again, um, like really cool stuff, man. And yeah. the Gnostics were attacked when the church came to fruition. The actual like state church and they were all murdered. So they had to have known some really cool stuff.
0: So, it's amazing that like
1: Yeah, man. Even in it's the even funny. in
0: the institution of you know, Christianity, it it's run it's it was controlled immediately by the very people who extinguish the message of the person you know like and then it was yeah. rebranded rewashed you know the romans the roman catholics like you know were like hey we'll take this and we'll you know make this whole other thing out of it and that's where the guilt and the shame and like i mean to the point where as fucked up as anything ha- that happens in our capitalist society, with like greed and everything like that, it's nowhere near the Catholic Church deciding that like, hey, if you give money, your dead relative can go to heaven. If you don't give money, your dead relative's not going to go to heaven. Yeah, like that's fucked up. Like that's evil on a whole different level. So it doesn't surprise me at all that like, oh, if- dude. You know, it's a radical faction that was, you know, taken out by the people in power because that's all of history. All of history is that.
1: You know, that's one thing that I really, I I was really struggling with when I was first starting to like go down this road of more spirituality and, uh, you know, and Gnosticism and things like that, where... I really uh i was thinking about hell i was like well what the hell what is hell i i I remember then i remember jesus words like he said like you know the kingdom of heaven resides within you And i'm like okay so if the kingdom of heaven resides within then so does the The
0: inverse is true Yep.
1: and then i started like really yeah you know it's everything's polarity dude um and then I, i the law of one uh like there's all these things I've stumbled across, and everything like, things that I've had questions about for so many years, make so much sense now. And it's leaving the fundamentalist viewpoint is free. There's so much freedom in it because like you really start understanding that you've been lied to about everything, not just some things, literally everything, religion, you know, history, all these different things, and it's like what's what's the one reason why they would lie to you control that's it yeah hell's control if you don't do what we say then you're going to hell it's like of course that works great dude i would be a little kid scared of hell man i think i was gonna go to hell when i was a kid you know because i just something stupid it's like hell's here bro so it's heaven and i've lived in both at various times of my life
0: yeah that's interesting um i think it's it's important to point out at this juncture uh when we were roommates together i would literally come home from work and we didn't have cable or anything so i just like we would just talk about like these exact things and it was the most entertaining and not just entertaining but like it was it it was like some of the most fun and like interesting conversations because most people most people won't even do the thought experiment of like suspending their mind to you know, what if you know what I mean? And like I I just remember you were, the stuff that I was like Capes is kind of wearing the foil hat about 20 years ago like, a lot of it's happened a lot of it's like come to fruition sadly um, it's
1: true bro yeah.
0: yeah yeah. it's a crazy, crazy well, world well I'll tell you
1: earlier, just like Ray You know just like ray or other other roommate um i was telling you earlier you know it like he had um you know he had essentially like called me a, a couple years ago i was like man i watched this documentary it's so crazy he's like dude you're you're right about all this stuff and it's not about being right at all it's more just about being like objective in life that's all it is yeah that's it just being objective
0: yeah, and I think that I think it's f- for me the most freeing piece of getting out of fundamentalism, wherever you land on the other side of it is not having to come from such a place of certainty. Like I have no idea. Yeah. The the details <laughs> right? of the schematics. I just know that like that there's something out there, you know. It's like Moana when she's standing at the edge of the ocean and like the waves calling to her. That's how I feel about like the universe. You know what I mean? Right. Or like whatever, whatever. Call it whatever the hell you want to. Um. But yeah, give us uh, Dude, give us crazy. a word of it's
1: so true.
0: Give us a word of wisdom that you've picked up, um, at, in your in your journey to to take with us. We're gonna we're going to wrap it up. We've been at it for an hour and these people got to get to work here. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah. that for you, Jeff, Jeff, Jeff at work. Um,
0: That's true.
1: <laughs> no, I, uh, I, uh, um, I don't know, man. I would say, honestly, dude, just be objective with everything. Don't die on any Hills, any Hills, yeah. man, because you're, you close yourself off. Like I, someone once told me like, the man who has all the answers is a scary man because it's it's scary in a bad way. Not like he's going to do something with his life. It's more of like, you're going to, he shut himself off man or woman. Right. So it's, um, just be objective. You have to be objective with everything. Question it all.
0: Question everything. I love it. All right, man, I'm going to, uh, wrap it up here, but it was great chatting with you um and i mean i'm sure we won't wait another decade to uh to talk um but i'm i appreciate you man i appreciate your journey i appreciate you sharing your journey um and i'm glad that you found relief and i'm glad that you found uh you know just a that spark Jesus. of life yeah yeah that's so rare and You know, what was the forming of this, this podcast for that very reason? So um, appreciate you. I'm going to end the recording here. Feel free to hang out and we can uh, we can chat a little bit. Uh, Thank you for listening. I'm Jeff. My guest was Josh Capes. Um, We'll have some resources to uh, the books and people that he's mentioned. Uh, Check it out. See if it works for you. how conversations between me and my buddy Josh Capes go. So glad you came along for the ride this week. And thank you for listening. Uh, We are, the numbers are going crazy, way beyond what I ever thought they would be. So I do appreciate you listening. Special thanks to my buddy Josh Capes uh, and to my wife Abby who always has to go to bed right in the middle of this podcast. Thank you for letting me do this. And I love you guys. See you next week.